Welcome to A Wild New Work, Ecological Guidance for Your Career. This is a podcast about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your career, and it's all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm your host, Megan Leatherman. Thanks for being here. Happy New Year to each of you. I'm recording this just after January 1st, and um, this time of year, I think there's all sorts of energy around the concept of ambition and wanting to set resolutions, set intentions, um, achieve something big this year. And so I wanted to make this episode all about how to work with that energy, which is totally natural and beautiful and wonderful, but in a way that's a little more balanced than I think our culture tells us. Um, So I'm excited to share this with you today. Before I dive in, I just want to say thank you to all of you who um, have such sweet, kind things to say about this podcast. Those of you who take the time to let me know that it is helpful to you or that you enjoy it or that you got something out of it. Um, Thank you, especially to, you know, those of you who've subscribed or left reviews or rated the podcast that helps me so much and helps the podcast and helps this, um, work get out into the world. And, um, you know, like we'll talk about in this episode, I'm, I'm trying to do less out of a desire for external validation, but, um, no matter what hearing that feedback and just knowing that it touches you, um, is so moving to me. So thank you. Um, I also have one announcement before I jump in, and that is that um, for those of you who don't already know, I am a career coach and I guide people through a six-month coaching process called A Wild New Work, just like this podcast. And it opens up twice a year, and the next cohort will begin on the spring equinox in March 20th. Um, And if you haven't worked with a coach before, Coaching is essentially the creation of a container in which uh, you and I explore what your gifts are, what your challenges are in your career. We do a little bit of astrology work. We work with the tarot. Um, It's a very ecological process, so it's grounded in the moon cycles. Um, We talk a lot about nature and your nature and how we get you closer to your nature. and your ambition, like what do you want to do with the energy that you have? What do you want to do in this lifetime through your work? How do you want to be of service? Um, so it's a really beautiful process. Um, I think it's probably more um, spiritual or um, esoteric maybe in a good way than a lot of other coaching programs. So everyone just has to find what fits for them. But if that feels interesting to you or like a way that you'd like to be supported this year, I want to let you know that enrollment for the program opens on February 13th. So um, the full schedule, all the details and everything are up on my website, which is meganleatherman.com. And if you want to get an alert when it opens, you can join my email newsletter list um, and that will come. So just wanted to share that for any of you who are ready to make a big shift in your career, even if you don't know what that is, if you get the sense that something is moving and shifting this year, then um, I would love to talk about that and and be your partner. So um, of course, if that's not for you, you can still always um, schedule an intuitive career reading with me, which is a more sort of one-off, lower commitment way to get some clarity around your career. Um, Those will still be available throughout the year. So 
that is what I have to say about that. Um, let's take a deep breath and um, I'll share our opening invocation and then we will dive into the topic of ambition. So wherever you are, whether you're driving, walking, sitting, see if you can get a little more grounded than you have been today. You might close your eyes if it's safe. And take a deep breath in through your nose and see if you can feel the breath go all the way down into your belly. You can let the breath slowly out through your mouth or your nose. Take one more deep breath in this way, the deepest breath you've taken all day today. May this episode and each of us that are listening to it be blessed and emboldened to do the work that we're meant to do on this planet. May our work honor our ancestors, known and unknown, and may it be in harmony with all creatures that we share this earth with. We express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that have made this possible, and I'm grateful to the Chinook people who are the original stewards of the land that I am on as I record this. Okay, so ambition and the new year. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, the new year... I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. On one hand, I like the feeling that it's like a fresh start and it's this threshold that we cross and it feels like kind of a reset button. And on the other hand, it can feel really out of alignment because um, we're still in the height of winter, right? So there's still this bodily, natural need to be resting, to not be doing a lot, to uh, sleep more, maybe eat more, be at home more. And so that often feels like in direct contradiction or intention with the desire to like get out there and change my life and be active and like do all these new year resolution kinds of things. Um, and that tension isn't bad. It's not a problem, but, um, I think there's something there in the mix of those two things. Um, there can be this sense of like confusion, like well, I, my body wants to rest. I'm still really tired or I'm even more tired after all of the holidays in November and December. Um, but there's this like expectation that I should be out, you know, ready to go and ready to improve my life. Um, so I just want to kind of normalize that and say that if you don't feel like making any changes yet, or if you don't feel like doing anything yet, that is completely natural. Um, I think if we follow the earth's cues, uh, late February into March when spring comes around is a much more natural time to begin really making outward changes. Um, and I think the invitation at this time is to still be doing that internal work to make room for the changes that we want to make this year, but not necessarily to go out and start doing them unless you feel like that's absolutely in alignment for you. Um, you know, go for it. But for those of you who might be feeling like, you know, I want to make these changes this year, but I'm just exhausted and it doesn't feel like the right time. I just want to honor that and say that's totally normal and I'm with you. Um, that doesn't mean that you don't have ambitions for this year or that you will never feel ambitious this year. Um, I think ambition is obviously a pretty loaded term in our culture. It's revered as this thing that um, really successful people have. You have to have it if you're going to do anything meaningful in this life. And um, 
ambition, you know, objectively, like the definition of it is, is just a desire to achieve a particular end. It's a desire for activity, the exertion of energy. Um, it's not the actual accomplishment of that. It's the yearning, right? It's that feeling like you have, I want to achieve this. I want to have this. I want to build this. I want to create this. Um, it's, it's that longing. Um, and we can get a good sense for healthy ambition if we tune into where it feels in our body. So for me, when I know that it's a healthy kind of ambition, when it's that healthy desire that comes from inside of me, not from the expectations of other people, it comes from like the center of my body. I feel it more in my core. Um, some people call it like your sacral chakra, what your womb center, whether you're uh, male, female, neither, both. Um, it's that place where, um, like around your belly button, where we have those that watery creative center. Um, for me, that's when I know, like, okay, this is something that I feel passionate about that's in a healthy way. When it's ambition, but it's clouded by the expectations or, of others or a sense of um, desperation or like, it's coming from a place of lack or like I'm not good enough, then it feels much more mental and it feels desperate and kind of charged. And it's in the upper half of my body. It feels like, um, like my, my, uh, shoulders and my chest sort of come forward. Um, it feels like I need to kind of pull this rope that's in front of me, um, and kind of hoist myself up rather than the power coming from the lower part of my body and my center. So, I encourage you to think about that and kind of play around with those sensations in your body as I talk about the different kinds of ambition that can come up and how it can feel in our careers. Um, we can't make really good decisions and know what is best for us in our career without a greater awareness of our bodies and where the yearning comes from. Um, so I encourage you to just play around with that and keep that, you know, meditate on that a little bit this month as you set intentions or set resolutions or consider what mountains you want to climb this year. So ambition can be about anything. It doesn't have to relate to our career. That's what I'm most interested in right now, but you can be ambitious about running a race, uh, making more money in or outside your work life. It could be ambition about having a home that you love. It's sort of that like romantic feeling about achievement or accomplishment. Um, it's like when you long for your beloved, but this is in the context of longing for something you want to experience really. Um, and ambition in our culture, I think is thought of as something that we either have or that we don't have. Um, it's sort of like people are labeled ambitious early on, or you're labeled unambitious, like, oh, he has no ambition. He's not trying in his career. He doesn't want anything. He doesn't work for anything. Uh, not, not to use all male pronouns there, but, um, ambition really is a, as a natural energy that ebbs and flows depending on our internal environment and our external environment. So ideally, ambition is an inner drive that is balanced and grounded. It's not all mental and frenzied and desperate. Um, it's this sense of like, this is what I want. 
uh, here's how it feels in my body to want this. And I'm willing to do the work to get there. Um, we, when it's a healthy ambition, there's a, um, a clarity about what it's going to take realistically to get there and a willingness to take those small steps along the way. Um, not that they're easy or not that we'll want to do that, but, um, it's not this sense of like, I have to have this and I'm just going to sacrifice everything and it's going to happen in a month, right? It's more, it's much more grounded. So a metaphor that we use a lot for ambition is this concept of climbing the mountain, um, which of course aligns with the fact that we are in Capricorn season. So um, for those of you who don't know or care about astrology, uh, the zodiac sign of this time since the winter solstice is Capricorn, and that will carry us through the end of January. And Capricorn is symbolized by the sea goat or the goat. Um, it's an earth sign. And um, in a lot of imagery, the mountain goat is used as a symbol or a metaphor of Capricorn. And interestingly, the mountain goat is actually not a goat. It's in the antelope family, um, but it's often mistaken for a goat because of its uh, the way that it looks and the fact that it climbs. There's a lot of similarities, but just want to nerd out on there and let you know that it's an antelope. Um, so we're still in, like I said, the height of winter. There's still this like restfulness, this need to continue to rejuvenate, um, but we still feel this energy of like newness and wanting change and like wanting to be intentional about the use of our time and energy this year. So with those two polarities in mind, the primary questions at this time of year are one, how can I nurture my ambitions from a place of restfulness? Two, what can I achieve when my body is cared for and when I don't rush? What is worthy of my ambition? And finally, am I climbing the right mountain? Right? Capricorn energy can start to feel really draining and almost toxic if we are exerting all of our energy and we're not on a mountain that is in alignment for us. Um, and we can get to the top and feel really burnt out and resentful and um, hopeless because we just spent all of that all of those resources trying to get here and we don't feel anything. Um, so, and I should say that no achievement, no accomplishment, no level of ambition is going to fill the hole inside of you. Um, you know, a lot of times we feel like we need to just exert more energy and do more in order to feel fulfilled or feel like we're doing meaningful work and um, ambition, healthy ambition can only come after we have um, done a certain level of work to love and accept ourselves, which sounds really cheesy, but um, we can only do this ambitious sort of work from a healthy place if there is a foundation of trust and respect for ourselves, for our bodies, for our spirits, for our desires, for our needs. Um, that has to be at the base of the mountain first. Otherwise, um, the energy that you spend on achievement or on trying to accomplish things is going to um, drain you ultimately. So we're working with energy here. So how can there be like a reserve of 
self-compassion and self-respect that has to be in place for Capricorn in order for the energy to come um, more abundantly and come from a place not out of desperation but of self-worth and trust. So I want to offer some different perspectives on the topic of ambition and hope that um, you really feel empowered this year to step into work that is aligned for you. So I want to go over sort of three possible dilemmas or scenarios with ambition um, and kind of work through them and and hope that they um, give you some fresh perspective on how to work with your internal drive and how to either foster that flame, um, cool that flame, work with that sort of inner sense of ambition that we all have. So that leads me into the first dilemma, which is, you know, what if you are someone who feels like you have no ambition at this time. There are a lot of people in their careers who um, just don't care about the work that they do. There's no emotional connection to it. Um, There may have been at the beginning, but now they are very burnt out, do not care, feel resentful about the work that they do. Um, It could be someone who goes from job to job, kind of looking for that sense of fulfillment and a desire to be active and engaged in the work, but just can't find it. Um, It could be people, you know, employees that you might work with or have seen before that are just um, kind of toxic because they show up at the workplace, but sort of do the bare minimum to get by and then clock out and um, are sort of a negative energy drain on the team. And none of these people are bad. (laughs) Um, We I at least have been here. I have been this person. Um, I early, early in my career, I worked with at-risk youth, um, kind of doing one-on-one work with them as trying to be a support person on their team. Um, and it sounds bad to say, I think, but I just had no ambition for that kind of work. Um, the kids were great. They were adorable, but I hated my job. Um, I was bored. I didn't really care by the end. I was, you know, sort of, I would get like annoyed with the kids and like was just not the right person for that job, which didn't mean that I didn't have any ambition or that I am a bad person. I just wasn't in the right ecosystem for my internal drive. Um, So everyone, everyone, everyone has ambition. Um, It could just be that you're not in the right ecosystem for you or you're not letting yourself want what you want. Um, Sometimes people dampen their ambition when they uh, either ignore or deny the things that they really want in their lives and in their careers. Um, And unfortunately for us, we're different from mountain goats in this way because mountain goats don't question whether they should climb. They just do. It's instinctual. Um, They can't help but access their power in their bodies and climb the mountain to escape predators, to access different resources, to um, birth their young. Uh, There's no question. It just is this internal drive and power. And we all have that. We are all animals, right? We share this need to exert energy and activity and to activate, create, do, achieve. It's our human nature. It's our animal nature. So 
it can't go away. It is part of your life force. It's part of who you are. Even if at this point you feel like you do not care at all about anything in your life. So some specific things that can really dampen our ambition or make us feel like we have none are false ambitions, which is when we're doing work or exerting a lot of energy on behalf of other people's dreams or what we think society expects of us. So it's when we're doing work that is just there to please someone else that isn't necessarily in alignment for us. So there are a lot of people who are working really, really hard and appear ambitious on the outside because they are working in high power jobs, working a lot of hours, making a lot of money. Um, that may not be in alignment with their soul's path, um, but they may um, just be doing it because it feels like what has to happen in order to be ambitious and be successful, but it will ultimately burn them out and be completely draining. Um, we can also dampen our amb ambition when there are too many limitations on us at work. Um, there are just millions of people in jobs that are completely just wrote and automated and they have no power or creativity in the work that they do. And like, no wonder they don't feel ambitious and don't care about the work that their company does, right? There's too many um, constraints and too much bureaucracy in order for them to connect with the work at all. So that can really dampen our, in, our ambition. Um, sometimes there are people who are so like busy and sort of frenetic and they're spending energy in many, many different channels that it can feel like they have no ambition because they're energy is spent so diffusely. So like people who have a lot of different, you know, plates spinning or balls in the air, um, it can begin to feel like there's no proper channel for their energy. So they feel depleted and like they don't really care or connect with anything. Other things are when you're in crisis, like obviously um, there's a certain level of like well-being that's required for us to connect with our in ambition because when we're in survival mode or when there's a crisis in our, um, you know, shelter, food, resources, health, like there's not the ability or the extra energy to um, want to achieve all of the time and that's totally okay and that can be a phase that we get through. Um, you know, I hope that none of you listening are in that constantly, um, but I want to acknowledge that there is a certain level of privilege um, that comes with the ability to be and feel ambitious. And it's not that people who are in crisis have no ambition, but again, if we're talking about energy here, there's a finite amount that we can spend on uh, meeting our survival needs. And then, um, you know, maybe those people are ambitious about surviving. And what we want to do is get everybody in society to a place where they are foundationally cared for so that they can then use that energy to be of service to themselves and to others and to, to make our communities better. So um, crisis can be a place where we, are, we feel our ambition sort of dampened. Um, the other big thing is that we can lose a sense of ambition when we're in a natural period of change. It could just be that what you used to do and used to feel ambitious about just isn't for you anymore. 
Um, and that doesn't mean that it's wrong or you're wrong. It just it could be a natural time of separation and change. So if you feel like you're losing that energy or you're starting to feel burnt out or it's starting to take a lot more energy to gear up and do the thing that you used to do, I would encourage you to consider whether this is a natural ending, whether there's some sort of separation or release that needs to happen here. So if you are in a place where you feel like you have no ambition, where you just feel like, oh, I do not care, I do not have an emotional connection to this work, um, where you just feel like there's not a lot of energy there, the work to do there to sort of remediate this and work with this is to begin releasing the things in your career or in your life that are suffocating your ambition or are a misuse of your ambition. Um, the work is to really get you closer to your sort of instinctual mountain goat-like nature. So again, you have an innate desire to climb, to achieve, to use your power, to exert energy. That's still there. Um, and what we need to do is clear the things that are confusing that or getting in the way of that natural internal drive. So some specific ways that you might consider doing that are to assess whether or not your what you believe you're working toward is really in alignment for you. Um, are you climbing someone else's mountain? Do you need to define your own mountain? Um, you can also be sure, you know, you want to be saying no to the things that feel like an energy drain as much as possible. Um, even if they feel good in the moment, like even if you are really good at what you do, maybe you get a lot of praise or you're getting promoted. Um, if ultimately you feel completely drained by your work life, um, this is a big permission slip to uh, consider changing or consider releasing the things that are really draining or out of alignment for you or just don't feel good to you to do. So we need to do, when we're in this place, we have to do less and less and less until there is space in our lives for that fire to build again. And it will. Again, it's impossible for it not to, right? As long as you have a willing heart and there's the space and there's room for this drive to come back, it will, but it can't come out of nowhere when we're distracted and we're exhausted and we're doing all of this work and efforting in this way that isn't in alignment for us. So we have to kind of begin to parse away what's not working, even if it's just emotionally or energetically. So if you're in a role right now and you're doing work that you know is not the right mountain for you, you don't have to quit. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you hand in your resignation or anything like that, but you can begin to sort of energetically close that door, which might mean um, doing a little less, uh, not being quite as responsive, not um, taking on the emotional labor of everyone in your office, just kind of letting it slowly drift away from you a little bit. Um, and of course, if you can't simplify or don't feel empowered to simplify in a big way in your work, you can do that at home. So you can um, clear out the things in your home that just don't interest you or don't bring you joy. You can simplify your schedule and routine. You can um, simplify your meals, uh, spend less money. Like You can begin to think of it as like a um, clearing away of all of the things that distract you and dampen your internal sense of vitality, right? And 
you'll do that. And then there's a limbo period where you don't know what's coming next. Um, and you may not feel the drive or the desire, and there may not be clarity about where to climb next. But if you can stay in that liminal place and just trust that it's going to come and follow the things that are interesting to you, follow the things that give you that kind of bodily zing or feeling that centered like sense of wanting that or that yearning, even if they're tiny, tiny, tiny things, like I, I want to uh, plant daffodil bulbs, like even if it's tiny, like follow those things that you yearn for and keep creating the space. Um, that's, yeah, this stage is all about getting you back to your sort of instinctual, natural place, that sense of you. So dilemma number two could be, you know, what if I feel ambitious, but I'm worried that it's empty? Um, and when people are in this place, it looks like there's a lot of energy expenditure, but not a lot in return. So these could be people who aren't at the burnt out stage yet. It's not that they don't have any ambition, but they're starting to sense that like, I'm spending a lot of energy and this doesn't really move me or interest me at a deep, deep level. Um, and sometimes it can be really hard to tell the difference between ambition that comes from our ego and wanting to just look good or make a lot of money or be promoted or be in a high status. And none of those things are bad. Like for some of us, that really is what we feel ambitious about. Like you can want to make money in a good way and from a place of centeredness and groundedness. What I'm talking about is that ambition that comes more from the top half of your body that's just all about um, proving something to other people and that's not really going to fulfill you in the long run. So we have to kind of figure out the difference between that ego ambition and that internal drive to climb. Um, and this, I've, I have been here as well. Um, I worked at a company um, where it was growing fast. So there was lots of opportunities for promotion and growth and taking on a lot of responsibility. And it totally fed my ego. Um, it felt so good to get promoted, to take on more, to get a raise. Like I know how seductive that can feel. Um, but ultimately it was a complete drain of energy and a misuse of my strengths. Again, not that that company was bad, not that I'm bad for doing that. Um, it just is a, it was a learning opportunity. And sometimes we all, like, I think many people have to try that out first to just see what it is like and see if it works for them. And for some people, you know, they try it for a year and know that it's not working for other people. They try it for 20 years and then they get to a place where like, that doesn't fit for me anymore. So, um, you're not bad if you're in this place, but you're at a good point where you can identify like where you want to pivot so that you don't get to the place of just totally total depletion and lack of ambition. So in the mythology around Capricorn, there is a story about the race of the sea goats. Um, and so there are these mythical creatures uh, who are half goat, half fish. And they, their father, the patriarch, was named Prychus. And um, Prychus was so proud of his race. Um, you know, these 
sea goats were really uh, incredible creatures. Um, but soon some of them began to spend more and more time on the land. They would come up to the beach and venture kind of further into the land and take a while to come back. And eventually some of them began spending so much time on land that they lost their fishtail. They lost their ability to go back to the water. Um, and the legend goes on to talk about how Prychus, uh you know, tried to reverse time to get them to go back and to warn them and tell them not to do this, but they went anyway. And he was in so much pain that he asked to die because he was immortal and he asked to be killed. Um, and the gods put him in the sky as the, as the, um, constellation of Capricorn as sort of a compromise. Um, but the, I think the lesson that sticks out to me here is, how can we remain um, grounded and honor the part of us that wants to climb and explore and achieve, but not give up our ability to connect to the water? So if you're in a place where you are ambitious and you feel like you're spending a lot of energy and some of it feels good, but you're worried that it's not quite the right thing, um, the work here, I think, is really to reconnect to your water. So how can you create more space for your inner exploration? How do you connect with your intuition and your feelings about what you're doing? Um, so again, there's a level here of simplifying, pulling back on your energy expenditure, um, doing something either daily or regularly to check in like at a deeper level. So some tools that work for a lot of people are using the tarot or oracle decks, um, doing an astrology reading, doing journaling, therapy, a bath, uh, meditation is a big one. Any sort of tool or work that connects you and gets you sort of deeper in your body um, and helps you just determine like, what is a good use of my energy? What about this is appealing to me? What about this is deeply fulfilling? Um, and by doing that, you're going to be in a space to more clearly identify what parts feel right and what feel like just totally ego-based. Um, and again, your ego is not bad, uh, but we don't want it to be just running the show and calling the shots. So you'll know that something is aligned for you when there's not a sense of like desperation or neediness around it, but you still have the energy to do it. Again, getting back to that like difference in how it feels in your body. So the third dilemma that I hear about a lot is what if I have too much ambition? Um, and this comes up for a lot of people who really love what they do or are entrepreneurs. Um, and this can look like, you know, really loving what you do, but doing too much of it. Um, and there's a, that's like a slower burn, but the end result is still burnout. <laughs> um, and I walk this edge all the time. I really love what I do. I believe in it. I really care about my clients. But if I um, blur the boundaries too much and let myself kind of sink into it all the time, um, I begin to feel that same level of like energy drain and the ambition becomes more about desperation and needing to be available for others or needing to prove something and not from my own internal desire to build something in my work life. So Again, coming back to like remembering our animal nature, bring the mountain goat to mind when you're in this place. All throughout these different stages, you can use the mountain goat as your teacher here. And remember that you are an animal in a body. 
and your animal body probably needs a lot more rest than you're comfortable giving it. Um, I don't know anyone that is like truly well rested. (laughs) Um, it's, I think one of the big lessons of our time. So it like, think about your sort of internal baseline and you may now would be a really good time to recalibrate that. So if you think that you should only need, or that you only need, you know, seven hours of sleep, you probably want to make it nine. If you think you can, you know, making dinner at home one night a week is enough, you might want to jump it up to three and like sort of recalibrate your um, beliefs around what, how much rest and nourishment that you need. So if you're only giving yourself like 10 minutes of quiet time a day, make it 30, like begin to change the standards because I'm sure that whatever your baseline is, it's probably, it probably needs to be doubled or tripled. Um, we don't give ourselves and our bodies the rest and the space and the rejuvenation that we really need. A lot of us are getting by on fumes or, you know, barely tapping into as much ambition and power as we have because we spend so much energy just kind of swimming in the water and keeping afloat. So again, doesn't mean that you're not doing enough. Doesn't mean that you're bad. You probably are doing a lot of like really wonderful things for yourself and for your body. And I just want to encourage you to do more of that. Um, What would it be like for you to double the amount of healthy meals that you eat at home? What would it be like to add two hours of sleep a night? Um, And of course, that means that something will have to go, right? Sleeping two extra hours a night will mean less time on email or less TV or less wine in the evening. Um, And I know there's a lot of pressure this time of year and always really to add things to an already full plate. But um, this is kind of the time to decide how you're going to set up your life so that the ambition can really flow through you in a healthy way this year. Um, not from a place of desperation or neediness or um, feeling like you're not enough, but really from a place of like power and restfulness and groundedness. Um, I, it kind of blows my mind to think about like, what could each of us do this year if we were really well rested? <laughs> um I think the way that we do our work and the amount of work, uh, the quality of our work would shift dramatically. And it's, it's just a choice for most of us. You know, are we willing to do less of the things that drain us, even if they feel good in the moment? And are we willing to add in and do more of the things that we know nurture our animal bodies and allow us to have the space and the clarity to, to climb in a really um, big, important way this year. So if you find yourself or hear, you know, see yourself in each of the dilemmas that I've talked about, I think that's completely normal. I have been in each of those places. And it, I think, highlights the fact that ambition is just a flow of energy. And our work is really to channel it in ways that feed us, that help us climb the right mountains for us. Um, it's okay if you have no idea where your mountain is leading. Um, your mountain this year could be forging a new career path. That would be a big one. It could be getting yourself ready, getting your life ready for a new relationship. It could be crossing a threshold into parenthood or divorce or life in a new town or city. Um, it could be 
invisible to others. It could be to stop negative self-talk or increase your belief in yourself. You get to define what mountains you climb this year. You get to decide how you want to nurture your body and your spirit this time of year and as you go forward and let that ambition move through you. Um, Once you have kind of named the mountain that you want to climb and let yourself want what you want, um, then then we just begin the slow, steady climb, right? Um, mountain goats trust their instincts. They trust that their hooves and their rubbery pads on their hooves are going to hold them. They trust their instincts. Um, they trust their the fact that they are part of a lineage of climbers. Um, and we can, we can do that too. It's okay if you don't know where the mountain is leading or how you're going to get there. We just need to take care of our bodies along the way and give ourselves the rest and rejuvenation that we need. And we just begin the slow, steady climb, taking tiny, tiny, tiny steps sometimes. And that's great. So um, as we wrap up, I just, I guess I want to share that ambition is really such a gift. It's such a beautiful thing to witness in ourselves and others when it comes from a place of our, our soul really, um, and not from our ego, but really from a desire to create, to be more of ourselves in the world, to be of service to ourselves, to others, to the land. Um, your energy is really sacred. The energy that you put into your work, the energy you put into your relationships, your body, all of it, that is finite energy. Um, it's not limitless, right? We have to refill it. And um, that's really sacred work. So I hope that this year you give yourself permission to use that energy for the things that you really desire, the things that you want, the things that you really care about. So name your mountain and, and just let your animal body explore its crevices, its peaks, let yourself climb, descend, uh, leap, crawl, whatever it takes. Um, trust yourself, trust your instincts, and really give your ambition the space that it needs to grow into a healthy, really balanced flame this year. So that is what I have to share with you, my friends. Thank you so much for being here and walking this path with me. Um, I will be you know, in your podcast feed in a couple of weeks with a new episode. Um, and uh, yeah, happy new year. 